Yo, is the real truth, man. We glad to be back in the building. And a lot of these motherfuckers out here ain't got a leg to stand on, and I can no longer build crutch. You know what I'm saying? It's DJ Rain checking in, man. And all I can say is stay ready because uh, shit is getting heavy and you need some broad shoulders. So um, don't wait for another day. Get your shit right today. All right, well, you heard it. Get your shit right today. And we're going to get you right right now. Carolina Music Review. We got the artist Done Done. Name of the song. South. South. This that trap one season. Trapping for a reason. This that trap one season. Trapping for a reason. This that trap one season. I'm trapping for a reason. Nigga, you know it. Nigga, how a nigga do it, bitch, you know it. Ayy, the whole way ain't gotta prove it, bitch, you know it.
Yeah, so that was uh, Done Done. Name of the song is You Know It. Hey, Merv, can my man, can we go live with him on IG or is it easier to call him? Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going, bro. Jesus Christ. But yeah, so that was Done Done. Name of the song is uh, You Know It. Anderson, how do you feel about You Know It? I think... um, one thing about that song, you know, pun intended, you know it. Like within thirty seconds of listening to that song, I was like, "This is some shit I can ride to." Like this shit is going hard. And then when the verse came in, he rode the beat, still on some real trap shit. He was spitting on a lot of real shit. So like, I was instantly vibing. This is this is up there with one of my favorite tracks that's been on the podcast, and we've heard hundreds. <coughs> so this is up there, man. Shout out, shout out, my nigga. Yo, man, I, I fuck with that shit, man. Um, that shit ride, shit hard, real shit said. Uh, only thing I would critique is like the song "Fire." All that talking at the end—that's the only thing I would say. Like, maybe you know what I mean, put it a little less and just let that shit ride out how it is. But outside of that, that shit hard as fuck. Yo, like the live stop, bro. Yeah, I like that shit though, man. But we got a lot of super dope content to go into. I know you have a a grand coordinated plan of the uh the line of events. What's first on the docket to address? I, I got a couple things I wanna well spit on out there too. I ain't gonna say necessarily address. One thing I, I was just thinking about, like, oh, some wild shit. Damn, we were, uh, what the fuck were, were we doing? Or what the fuck was I doing? I was, I don't even know, but I, whatever I was doing, I was listening to uh, last week's episode, and the shit was funny as fuck when you was like, um, was talking about the dog, was the dog a cop? And you were saying how, <laughs> we take dogs and shit to the bed. They just got put down. Right. So I started thinking about it. I was like, yo. 336 pull up. What happened? What up? I was like, man, that's true as fuck. Like, our dogs was always sick and fucked up and we put it down. But, like, other people's dogs I knew, that shit went out again, bro. Other people's dogs I knew. They were still around and surviving. So, you know what I came to the conclusion of? Motherfuckers like dogs more than niggas? Nigga, I ain't never seen my parents buy dog food. You know what I'm saying? Right. They eat scraps. They eat scraps. So, think about what all that shit did to black folks. High blood pressure, Diabetes. So you saying black dogs are less healthy than white dogs? Like if you got a if a white person got a dog, is think less- about this shit now. We never took the dog. The dogs was fucked up. They got put down. Some people they, did do that shit though. They never had dog food. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't think that's far fetched. That is ridiculous. You think you about it. You gotta think about how, this shit. You think that white people, white people have mistreated animals in much worse they ways? Buying than, dog food. Not they all. Agree. What about the hoarders? Would be like that. We having like thirteen, 15, or fifteen? Like they got so many. You seen the pet, uh, the Animal Planet where they show the motherfuckers was like twenty seven cats or 
And that's the motherfuckers that's malnourished that build in the commercial to send donations. And those are white people. You ain't never got niggas on those. You know what I'm saying? So I I refuse and I reject the fact that black dogs are going to have like black diseases like high blood pressure and shit like (laughs) 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 hypertension for the. They eating bones. Nah, they ain't scraps. Shit, you dogs can eat. Shit, dogs eat a lot. So them them dogs good. Uh, I think the thing is, you know, like, cause black people now do it. I think these new generations do it. Like, but you know, euthanization was just a you know like people now will consciously make the decision. Like I think that the older generations, it was a difficult decision, but they didn't pander back and forth. Like once they knew what they had to do, it's like let's execute on it. <laughs> Like, we're not going back and forth, but at the same time, we already know I'm not about to, you know, I'm not about to put seven Gs into surgeries for this dog that won't even guarantee. And it's it's dog years. You, I mean, if you're being practical about it, like, I, I, you can understand why so in an older generation, money's hard, working multiple jobs, you know, in a... In a you know, a, a racist society in the deep south. And you like, man, all of the shit I'm trying to do, including with my own business. Let me let me stop. Drop seven seven to ten racks on this dog. That in dog shit, dog years, shit. This motherfucker might be around another year or two. So I'm finna drop seven beans for this motherfucker to shit, and now I have to give him extra care, and he ain't gonna do shit a regular dog would do after seven years. I love this dog. Let's weigh these out. Now, if you keep them, you keep them and you get that money and you don't regret it. But if you're going to put them down, don't drag it out. Just get that motherfucker, you know, do like R.P. Pops, you know, my, my granddad, you know, take him out on the interstate and side of the road. Put that motherfucker down. <laughs> throw, that, <laughs> throw that mother, throw it right out there where them trees, all them trees and shit is by the interstate. That's fucked up, man. That, We're going to get shut down. You the one <laughs> said that white dogs live in, you basically said if you have, a, if you're a dog and you get a black owner, you're going to live less than having a white owner and you're you you're basically fucked. I said you're fucked ex- like a nigga. My experience back in the day, it makes sense now why <laughs> the dogs was always fucked up. Cause they eating all that. Two dogs had worms, and they nobody get them checked. They was fucked up, bro. And my pop was black people do home readings and executioner. Like (laughs) motherfucker, we not going to. I didn't even know about vets till I got older. I just thought animals died. I didn't know there was somewhere you could take them to try to save their life. I ain't even know about this. That's your worldview. I can dig it. It it can be different. It's different out there. You know. I remember I had a pet bird, and I found out after the fact because you know my you had a bird. Yeah, nigga, my mom was my mom was not for no dog. She was like, "Fuck that." She's not for caught for cats. She's allergic to all of the hair. So I had a pet plastic plant. I had pet plants. I had pet fish. Then I finally got a motherfucking bird. And my pops, R.P. My pops. They told me the story after the fact. Because a bird was like hyper, hyper. It didn't seem happy coming to a nigga home in Detroit at all in the basement. <laughs> so the bird is chirping, going crazy, ape shit. So they, they get a little blanket. You put the little blanket over it and it calms down. Okay. So they sent me upstairs. You know, it's my bedtime. My dad is trying to feed the motherfucker or something. So he get him out the cage. The motherfucker going crazy. The motherfucker bit him some my reflex. He grabbed the motherfucker just threw it down. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? Boom. Threw the motherfucking bird down. The bird is dead on impact. Whap. You know, uh, uh, and next thing I know, I wake up in the morning like, what happened to the, <laughs> what happened to my bird? 
You know? Like, they were like, the bird flew, the bird flew away, the bird, the bird oh, go. But I was like, shit. but they clipped it so it won't fly. You know, I remember they said they, I was young, I, I remember shit really good when I was young. Like, they clipped it so it couldn't fly away. And then they were like, look, you know, they're just like, I'm gonna just go ahead and keep this shit real. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and just motherfucking like, just tell you funky. We your dad already buried it. He grabbed it. It it, it bit him, and he just kind of swatted down on it, and it, it died. But this is a, a, a. Can we hook this phone up? That's uh, my man is actually calling now. Uh, he's ready to you know have a little console. Oh, shit. Uh, this nigga here but, is wild, yo. Nigga, some of the wildest shit though. <laughs> it's fight or flight. Yeah. But yeah, we finna we finna holler at uh, Don Don and uh, see what's shaking. You know, holler at him about you know this music, this new project. Yeah. Don, what's up with it? What's up with it? What's good, bro? Uh, this is you know your nigga A. You know I say podcast. I'm on here with my man is a real true. Ew. Man, we just we just played your song, bro, and. Like uh, you, you got two stamps. It was just universally stamped, nigga. Like when I heard that shit, like the first thirty seconds, I was telling the first thirty seconds hearing it, like you know that shit go. And it's like you speaking on a lot of real shit, and they're like bitch, you nud, 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 nud. That shit hard yeah. as fuck, bro. Uh, yeah. So you know, I, I'll definitely say keep pushing, keep going. That that right there, and what you did on that. That was like a dope product. I could hear content like that slated track to track to track and do more of it, man. But tell 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 everybody about where you're from, you know, uh your background in the music, how long you've been doing it, you know, and, and just let people know, you know, who you are. Man, I'm coming out Ace is full green with air. And uh man, I don't I mean I've been moving around since a little so I I don't live most both sides of Greenville, west side and south side. I'm originated from the west side, you know. Right. Justin right there. But a lot of my people and shit. So, you know, I'm, uh, I, done, I done been out there in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, I got people from up north. So, you know, we, we travel a lot coming up. So that's where, that's where the swag coming from, you know what I'm saying? I done seen a lot of things and shit coming up from where my people used to got down get it in, so, you know, it was my time, I had to get down, prove my point, you feel me, so, right. with this song, the concept, you know what I'm saying, it's just basically like, I ain't got to prove it, you feel me, you should already know it, and, right. you know, and, and, I, and I and I know a lot of people in the city and stuff like that, and, you know, letting them tell it that, you know, I'm, I'm really laid back, humble, you know, right. cool cat, you know what I'm saying, and with all that it's shit so I'm just really trying to get this music thing going you know what I'm saying right and and I really started I say back young you know I used to write down little raps here and there but I ain't really just take it serious to about a few years back before I had got married and met my bro Big Ant you know and, and we just sat at the table like Let's do it, bro. But he been rapping before me, so you know I always been on the sideline and come playing a little hooky and stuff. And but he was really taking it serious, so really, bro had motivated me as when we was young, and that's how 
I really got into it, really. You know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, if you, you can find me on Instagram on PNF underscore Dun Dun, you know? And that's why I'm at with the music, you know? So if you want to check out my page, you can follow me. Hell yeah, bro. That shit's super dope. And we gonna we gonna chop it up um, you know, in the in the very near future, um, about about this music and you know, ways we can get this this product pushed, man, because that's definitely something that I can I can work All with right, and take man. a lot Just of places. I actually got that hit the yo today. Yeah. Pushed out got nine two songs. So I'm 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 really trying to get it going, you know what I mean? I'm trying to get more product out there and you know, for whoever fucking with it, they can got name get more music from me, so man, I'm working, man. I'm family man, working, man. I'm, hey, I'm I'm with all of it, bro. I'm trying to get to the top, man. You feel me? Whatever's going to get me, though. Absolutely. Feel I feel you, bro. And salute the grind. That's a dope product, and that gives me, you know, a product to work with. Is you got anything you want to sell about the track or anything? Yeah, man. Hey, appreciate the submission, man. Like I said, I fuck with the track heavy. The only thing... The talking at the end was a little long, but I fuck with yeah. that shit. That shit go. The message strong. And what I yeah. say is, man, if you, uh, well, we go start telling everybody we chop it up, man. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast okay. for us if you fucking with us like we fucking with you. That's all Already. we need you to do. Appreciate Already. you, fam. Oh, yeah. That's super Already. dope. All right, my niggas, stay up. I'm going to be hollering at you real soon. I bet, say no more. Bet. I just want to give a shout out to Anderson as well, because this was Anderson's idea. Um, and I think this goes really well, calling up the artists, kind of talking with them about right. the music. And um, I, I want to shout out the artists, too, for being willing to take the feedback. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and um, we still haven't really given feedback. That is aligned with like some of the songs that we have rated the lowest. But yeah. I promise you, if it's something that's rated the lowest, we're going to be 100% direct about it. We're going to be 100% respectful. And I'll, I'll remind you of the broader picture. But if it's not, it's not a go. I'm going to let you know why. So I really, I say that to say, I still want more submissions. Keep doing it. But I really don't want you to come and not be able to receive feedback because <laughs> that won't change the feedback. Definitely not going to change It'll the feedback. It'll just change the vibe. Man. Yeah, definitely. But, hey, we hopping into all kind of shit today. Uh, hippie, hippie, just, hippie. Just all kind of shit. First mm-hmm. off, um, so Anderson and I, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but never really got his um, feedback on it. So let's say... You got a problem with a nigga, right? Okay. Nigga, we got a problem. You and this nigga got a problem. Mm. Anytime you see this nigga, it's it's on site. On site. Nigga done down, talk some shit about you. He a DJ too. He do mixtapes. He done talk some shit about you. Then put his shit out. You done recorded your shit. It's in the vault. You ain't drop it yet. In the meantime, while you sitting on it, but this nigga done put his shit out about you mm-hmm. or your partners, mm-hmm. this nigga gets killed or dies. I know where you're going with this. You go put it out or you go hold on to it? I personally, the way that I came up, mm. 
Um, I wouldn't put it out. Dead men tell no tales, and you really at that point they don't also have the ability to speak on their behalf. Right. So, I I think I think that's overkill, and I know I wouldn't know this for a fact, but there's something that you know what I I would bet, and I feel like it would be a sound bet when um everybody remember when Ti and Lo was beefing, yeah. Like and um, and the the most. It wasn't even a direct diss song. I mean, that what well, T.I. did that, what's up, what's happening? Right. And you watched the video, but that wasn't even really directly saying his name. I am. I would I would venture to bet that there are songs that he had done that he never released. Because that beef, you know, that it was, for a minute, it got very heated because, you know, family members got involved and, you know, wives and, you know, you, you dragging other people's names in it and people's egos and pride are very serious and, you know, in a small town. Well, a city that ain't, it's big, but it ain't that big for two niggas at, at that level to be not run into each other. I can guarantee you that there are songs that Tip never put out. And after L.O. died, he paid his respects and a respect. He didn't dick ride, but it was very respectful. And he never, ever once said another negative thing about L.O. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's just, you know, that's something that, you know, I personally wouldn't do, but I I get it. I get it clearly. I, I wouldn't put it out from the standpoint of because nobody You're kicking up dust. Not not just from that standpoint, but it, I'm gonna have to spend more time making people believe that I've been had this in the vault. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just gonna look bad for me. Like, ah, oh, this nigga going dissing the dead. Why you weren't saying that when he was here? Type yeah. shit. And you, you know what I'm saying? And this goes back to a huge point. And this is a huge point. Even if you've already recorded something, right. Biggie, who shot you, yeah. you have to be cognizant of the times that was going on around you. Because that's a like you said, that's a damn near impossible battle. Yeah. And even if people hear the facts, people will already have judged you in the court of public opinion, and right. the facts won't even fucking matter there because the facts don't a lot of times, you know. So um, now, what won't change? What will not change is if somebody live in a real life setting asks me about you. Fuck them. That's how it was when we when when that individual was living. That's the way it was. That's how they felt about me. That's how I felt about them. It's still the same feeling. But I'm just not gonna add fuel to the fire by releasing a diss song or saying whatever. But the way this came up, um F B G Duck. R P F B G Duck. Yeah. Uh, he was gunned down in his hometown of Chicago. Um, if you're not familiar with his music, the nigga's music is absolutely, to me, that shit hard. Um, I've been listening to that nigga for a couple Slide years Slide was now. like a hood anthem. What the hell you talking about? That nigga shit go. And, um, I remember when I first let you hear it and you heard him on the hook and you was like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Right. Like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? No. But damn, yeah, his shit go. And... You know what I mean? He was he was really on that Chicago drill shit. You know, he's had plenty of interviews where he's talked about how niggas had they done shot at him a couple times before. Somebody had put out, I'm not sure, that he had a million dollar price tag on his head. 
just cause all the bullshit he done did around Chicago. Um, but anyway, when that happened, um, you know, he made a song called Dead Bitches. FBG Duck did, and in there he was talking about fuck all these niggas who had died. He said their names, he talked about some of them that, you know, he go piss on their grave and just like all kind of shit. So six hundred breezy, who's also from Chicago, he released a diss song, and people were saying like, "Nah, you shouldn't have done that." He like, "I got this shit in the vault. You think I ain't supposed to put my song out? Fuck that." You know what I mean? Like, so that's why I was asking Anderson, like, "Yo, how you feel about that?" If if you as listeners, when you hear this, you got any feedback, drop it in the comments. His, and when I say. One last thing I'll say about it is when I say I get it, I get it. And we spoke to this on the podcast before. There's a certain level of hate that certain people have and a certain level of anger towards certain situations like that is beyond the level of hate that I have. I understand that clearly. Yeah. Like when Boosie, same situation when he went on his live and he had that ran there, but I was like, Boosie crazy. And he was like, you know, you, you will not you holler at your partner about it. Go dig his ass up, you know, because yeah. he ain't saying nothing. Fuck him, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a certain level of hate that, if is undisciplined, will go further than the level of hate or anger or impulsive anger that I have on a day in day out basis, man. And I understand that, and a lot of people need to understand that. Like, and that's why, you know, you have to be cognizant what you what you stepping your toes into, what pine, you know, you don't know the temperature of that water. That lifestyle, you might not want to, you know, get in that body of water, bro, because, you know, it's a it's a whole different code. Like having that level of hate towards somebody in the street world is not like a street. It's not like anything like snitching. You know, it's not like a code of violation. You know what right. I'm saying? This is just these are just internal principles that any individual may have and 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 believe. So, but nigga, they say like. Where he was shot at, Chicago's Gold Coast is what they call the area, would be the equivalent of being shot on Rodale Drive in California. Like, upscale. really nice. Yeah, but they said what he was doing, he he went live while he was traveling through the city. So motherfuckers hopped on his live and knew where he was. And they just pulled up and sprayed his ass. Hey. But man, um, you know. So that's two people that based on just dropping their location, him yep. and uh, Pop. Pop. Smoke. Yep. Dropping location. I'm the type of nigga, I don't even know all of them settings. Like, if you go live, is there a setting that people automatically just know where you are if you go live? Or do you, is there a way you can hide that? I don't think that shit on mine. I don't even go live right. unless we're doing the podcast. Right, I'm yeah, not really going live like shit. that. Yeah. So anyway, but... uh. That we we got to deep conversation too about and got some feedback from some other folks. So, you know Trump just recently signed to where yeah we're not gonna have the six hundred dollars extra anymore on unemployment, but he cut it back to four hundred. When what they wanted to do was only give people seventy percent of their previous salary, but he said we're gonna give them four hundred on top of what they were getting. Also. The payroll deferral, um, where uh, you don't have taxes on your salary under a hundred thousand. Um, also, uh, student loan deferments. Um, so all of these things were put into place. 
So we just start thinking about, man, like, and I'm just going to give you a quick rundown. We already know what Trump stands for, what he what he does, what he represents. We know how he feels. We know the history, Central Park 5, all of that shit. But I did a little research because um, all our avid listeners, you know I ain't went into the politics shit. Uh, that's more so of Anderson's lane. But I did a little research on uh, Big Shot Joe, Joe Biden. And uh, just a few things I found out, he flip-flopped heavily on abortion. Flip-flopped extremely heavy on that. Flip-flopped extremely heavy on tax breaks. He wants to get away with, like, the medical savings plan. He doesn't want to have that. He's voted for mass incarceration. Um, he opposed busing that would have ended segregation when they were trying to desegregate. Like back in the 70s in Illinois, he voted and opposed it. He didn't want it to happen. And then he made up a bullshit-ass reason as to why he did the shit. And when all that bullshit happened with Clarence Thomas, now I do remember that because I remember like my aunts and them like, Talking about that shit. That was just me also. But when he was with that chick, uh, what was her name? That Hill? Was it Anita Hill? I think so. Yeah, like I remember eavesdropping on grown folk shit and they was talking about, I think she had accused him of like fucking with her. But Joe Biden was one of the ones that they used Clarence Thomas to kind of sway him. And he's Trump's favorite. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all of that shit, knowing all of that, it brought up, all right, so we know where Trump stands. He's a racist. And you know we've said on this show we love outright racism. Just show what you are. So we know that. Trump is also doing things to help us as a people give back tax breaks, whatever. I ain't just talking about the stimulus and Unemployment, because I don't get that shit. You know what I mean? So I'm not benefiting from it. I'm just talking about what he's putting into the economy. You got this outright racist, or you want us to vote for somebody who's just been an undercover, flip-flopping racist since the 70s. It's like the lesser of two evils. Like, which one do you do? And Anderson, take the floor now. Yeah, so... uh would you rather fuck with a known racist who's doing things that actually benefits you or a closet racist who's doing nothing for you? Uh, the day has to come politically, people. We, as a people, have to stop giving a fuck about Democrat. We have to stop giving a fuck about Republican. Because these titles inherently have housed racism. Uh, it started... Democrats historically, they started, they were racist as fuck, you know, and the Republicans were not. And then it, it, as the years and decades rolled by, the, the association based on, you know, a lot of different things, uh, including, you know, wealth, which is disproportionately white. Motherfucker said the racism went there. You need to and we need to give a fuck about who is providing the most benefit to us specifically. But the first thing you have to do is set a different expectation, which we've talked about before, man. Niggas, 
niggas, white people know, like, if I want to get a nigga vote, the last thing I'm going to do is actually put policy in a place that they actually like, or it's just going to be beneficial. I don't have to do that. I have to go on black shows. I have to have hot sauce. I need to, you know, just be in real. I need to be cool as fuck with niggas, you know. I need to go get juvenile to come to my, you know, support, you know, for my fundraising campaign. And niggas gonna just look at all that shit. Right, you know. And then niggas is just gonna love me. I don't have to actually do a fucking thing that will help. You, your city, your town, your roads, your yeah. school, your legislation. I don't have to do any of that shit to get your vote. So if I know that, and we said this, we put this analogy towards pussy <laughs> so everybody can understand it clearly. If I know I've been fucking with a girl for a decade, you know, let's just put some number out there. For a whole 10 years, anytime I want, no matter what's going on in life, anytime I want that pussy, I can go get that pussy. Boom. I can fuck her anytime. If now, after 10 years in a day, she's like, hold on. If you want this pussy, you need to take me out. You need to get my hair done. You need to get my nails done. You know, I'm naturally going to be like, it don't have nothing to do with race. It don't have nothing to do with this. It's like, I ain't never had to work this hard for this pussy. Are you putting all this shit on me now? All this stress. Even if you think that she, even if, because she might be worth that. I, hey, she could be worth, I'm not arguing the point that she's not worth it. She she is worth. Let's. I feel like she is worth it. But you have not put this standard on me and expectation for ten years. I've been getting this pussy how I want it when I want it, like fast food. So now you putting these imposing these things on me and these expectations, and you want me to now say I'm gonna do that? Hell no. I might get you a little more liquor when I pull up. You can keep the bottle. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 extra blood I was You know what I'm saying Some shit like that But a nigga A motherfucker's not gonna do All that shit That they were not required to do To get what they already wanted And it's gonna be the exact same thing In politics If a motherfucker didn't have to work that hard To get your vote Why are they gonna start working How unless you demand that expectation Or you threaten to move your vote Like you have to have leverage And power That's why people with power Can say you know what I am going to reach out to the councilman. I know this person directly. I'm a direct constituent. And when they say I can have your job, when a white person say that to another white person, a white person be thinking, you know what? This motherfucker might be able to have my job. If a nigga say that to a white person, they be like, nigga, please. (laughs) 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 Nigga, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Man, so, are you vote, would you sway and vote for a truck? I think what I'm going to say is getting a black VP is not in itself going to win my vote. Right. You have to do something yeah. tangible. Because I don't, I mean, you know. I'm I not an electoral voter. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I don't. I don't know enough about Kamala's full background, except you know now that she is in the position that she's in. She's half Indian and Jamaican. I, I don't know. I've I've been told that she has been a part. I've I've been told that she's been a part of also legislation that has been negative towards African Americans as well. Yeah, in they her say history. She, so they say she flip flops. So I don't I don't know. Time. But what I do want to say is R.I.P. to Kamala. You remember Kamala from wrestling? No, I don't. Kamala was actually a nigga. Now I pull up a picture. This nigga looked like a regular country boy. This nigga, they had him. He was from the jungle. 
They had him with like oh, this bamboo God. shit on. He was a dark nigga. Looked kind of like, you know, Killer Mike titties, you know, big, you know, stomach, you know, but he was shirtless. And he had like the white mm, shit on uh, his face, like like war paint. Uh, he recently he recently died, and um, you know I just want to say R.I.P. to you know that Kamala. Okay. Let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up this shit so you can see you. I, he was around the time of like after the junkyard dog, who was you know another black. You know they had the most racist black the black characters on wrestling in the back <laughs> of the even. Even now, like the motherfuckers, like I don't watch it, but I mean, these are some of the most stereotypical niggas that they portray and reflect in wrestling. When you think about it, it's like, hold up, bro. Like, I love the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, Hulk was, uh, you know, I mean, you know, Hulk Hogan was cool, you know, all these motherfuckers, but the niggas, look, think about it. The niggas had, let me show you, they had Junkyard Dog. Well, was it too, uh, the Harlem, Harlem, Booker T and Stevie Ray? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Damn, man, yeah. that shit is crazy. Like, this is a this is a picture of Kamala in real life, regular looking old and black gentleman, right? Yeah. Look good. But now let's see pictures of uh, let me see some of the classic images. I wish you got. We can we'll put, throw some up on uh IG. This is Kamala. Come on, man. Yeah. So Come on. Uh, he passed away. Yeah, he died. Yeah. So. R.P. Mala. Yeah, R.P. Kamala, but I just brought it to man. If you, who else? What other black wrestlers? They were all like, they were all Booker stereotype. Also, also complete nigga shit. Like, yeah, the nigga gotta be from the junkyard. Yeah. yeah, the reason why I laughed so hard, I was watching basketball the other night. And they was talking about Pat Beverly, and the, the white dude was like, "Boy, he's such a junkyard dog." <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This shit sound racist. Did he let? Did they let that shit go? That shit slid like a motherfucker. Oh my god! Yeah, he's such a junkyard dog. I guess I'm that's like, supposed damn. to mean he's so tenacious. But that was out of it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it was a white dude too. It was a white dude. Like, nigga, junk, I did all this time. Bars. Man, look, that that brings me to another point real quick. Not to just put Which you know a spike in the flow. This is some shit that Ice Cube said. Mm. White people. Well, not you. They're not gonna pay attention for long. <laughs> you gotta get your demands and set your expectations now. It's some real shit. This is what Cube said. I I, I agree full heartedly. He he was like, you know what they gonna do? He already know. They was like, they're gonna pacify you. They're gonna ask you what's wrong. They're gonna talk to you and not do a fucking thing. So yes, we have Black Lives Matter paved in places. It's spray painted on different places, but what tangible legislation has changed? There's hey, listen, man, real shit. You're not lying because you know how I told you how nice white people have been. Uh, the other day, a motherfucker was turning in front of me, taking forever. So I swung out to go around him. A white dude was coming down the hill, ready to turn in the intersection where I swung out to, and this motherfucker gave me the finger. Yeah. Like a long extended finger, like I know he probably about broke his shit the way he had it stretched out where I could <laughs> see it, and they yeah it's reverting back. So yeah, he's white, some white right. people are honestly they feel insulted and annoyed by this whole movement. <laughs> like I've seen the like you know how sometimes you can feel hate. I saw a white motherfucker look at me in the parking <laughs> lot 
of Publix with such disdain. Like she was looking through me. I felt like Jesus Christ. Like if it's 95 <laughs> degrees, you know, it's cool. But I feel two more degrees of heat that's emulating from the hate that I could see in this woman's eyes towards me. Oh, Motherfucking shit. ridiculous. So, but you gotta put something in place. And this is this is something. Um, this is I respect Ice Cube because he actually put in an act. Uh, I think it's uh, the CWPA contract, and I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it's really not that long. Um, and it's just a contract with expectations that white America should have. Uh, he said, and he said that these can be negotiated, these can be discussed, but this is a template right now of what we want. Uh, one of the things that he talked about was reparations. Another thing he talked about was uh, affirmative action for all secondary schools and colleges and public universities. So, and what he means by that is like if the percentage of your state, if your state is 15.5% black, you need to have at least 15.5% African Americans at your university. Uh, some places, you know, and he stipulates other details of where it could be up to 30%. If you do 25%, regardless of the percentage, you're good. Um, Mandatory civil rights and anti-racism classes in elementary schools. Uh, these textbooks will be created by African American black, you know, black curriculum basically uh, that everyone will learn. Uh, black representation and civil rights at every level. There has to be at every investigative body. There has to be black representation. Um, gerrymandering reform. Like he puts a lot of specific, tangible shit. Like these are our expectations. I like that. Because I don't like motherfuckers just mad. Y'all don't care about black lives. All right, so what do you want motherfuckers to do? What do you want to do about it? Man, motherfuckers get mad when it gets to the point. Motherfuckers get mad when you get to the point asking, okay, so what are we going to do? Same as Jay-Z when he got into the, you know, the whole NFL thing. It's like, okay, we understand the kneeling. We understand why. You know why. You know why. You know why. What are we going to do now? Yeah, what the fuck are we going to do? We got to get to the point of what the fuck are we going to do? And I don't like it when motherfuckers have so much frustration and, and so limited communication. You can't even articulate what the fuck you want, what the fuck going on. You need to uh, speak better or get someone to speak for you who is better, bro. Yeah. One so, to hop into your topic you submitted about black women. Oh yeah, man. This is this was this was something um, I was discussing. Uh, won't say any names to, you know, protect those vested parties who were involved but um a really really good friend of mine his wife took uh, a very very um very significant promotion within her company that's a, a fortune 100 company uh she's an african-american woman um and we were just talking about the fact that now that she's been in, in that position, she's having to do some with some transition because she's in a lot of inner circle conversations. Uh, when it comes to hiring specific people, uh, she asked a question one time, well, why is this person being overlooked? And uh, no one could give a direct answer. And the person that they brought in was less qualified, but a white male who uh, actually got the position. And your answer. she was like, um, she, she asked her husband, like, should I tell People should I should I tell? And he was like, absolutely not, because now you're in a position where you can try to work to change things from the inside as opposed to outside. Because if you go back and tell him, they are no longer going to tell you those inner circle conversations, and they're going to try to work to move you out. 
Right. So, um, and we were also talking about the fact that, you know, like last year, it was a good look. Like if you look at um, Miss America, Miss Universe, it was like it was like for Miss Teen America, Miss Teen, like all of them were African-American women. All of them. Like, so universally, the beauty and grace of a black woman can be accepted at all of these different levels. But in that same role, imagine having a, a black female president. Like, it's easier for a woman to be Miss Universe. There's an easier, clear path as a black woman to be Miss Universe than it is to be president of the United States. And another one other thing, and one other point that just tied all back together, uh, that my partner made sure he, he expressed to his wife, is that, yes, you are 100% deserving of this position. I know that. I don't question that at all. But don't think for one second that the white people who did hire you didn't realize the benefits in this economic culture and climate of hiring a black female. That hits right. that hits two different, you know, check marks yeah. on the quota. A don't, and a woman. So don't think for one second that they were not aware or cognizant of that while making that decision. So um, you know, it's it's I just wanted to talk about that. And I I I, I feel a hundred percent I agree with him and I feel like it's not a good thing, but that's fucking clear. You got a better shot of being Miss Universe than being the president of the United States of America as a black female. Look, what I'm about to say about this is going to be completely... <clears throat> that shit ain't going to be popular oh, I know at where all. you're going. Don't even really give a shit. So, every... Let me, let me ask you this. When's the last Miss Universe, Miss America... What else your name? Miss America, Miss, Miss Universe. Miss Teen Universe. Miss Teen Universe. When is the last time you saw one of them... And you like, oh shit, that's Shaniqua from the hood. Uh, that shit don't happen. It's these debutant ass girls who we said like on previous episodes would be classified as talking white, acting white. You're not really getting a clear picture of these people from cut but, from some of the same cloths to be able to say. Oh yeah, they can become more of a uh, Miss America or versus the president. Yeah, because it's not really a representation of Black culture. I would and I would disagree with you there in the sense that there's a very similar thing that happens in like like gymnastics, like like even Simone Biles. Like you have to have grooming, even with the the Williams sisters in tennis. You have to have that grooming. At a very early age to say, okay, I want to get into mm. fashion, child acting, modeling, beauty pageants. The people who are interested in that, golf, tennis, the people who do that allocate so many resources at a very, very, very young age. And this goes back to, you know, uh, Plies brought up a very, very valid point on one. And, you know, he streams a lot of funny or ridiculous shit. One of the things that he said that I thought was one of the realest things he said this year as on the same subject, it was just like, he, he was hearing how motherfuckers talking about, oh, what if it's no football? What are we going to do? He was like, football is not all we have as black people. It's all we choose to focus on. Right. He was like, 
that's all you choose to have. But football is not all we got. He was like, the same way that black males, if you plant the importance of football in them at an early age and as a kid, and they perfect the craft, you take football away. But if you implant the same level of discipline and desire on any craft, any skill set, if you impose or impart that in a black child at a young age, they will still learn to perfect You're right. and hone that craft. You're right, let me ask you this. If you didn't know... If you just heard Venus and Serena talk, would you know they were from Compton, California? See, I'm, I would be different for that situation because I don't look at your accent or your, how articulate you are to say, where the, I don't associate those things from but my background as being person, hood. Because you've experienced it. I've experienced yeah. it. Oh, you speak so well. You know what I mean? So, But what I'm saying is, again, even though they were groomed for whatever they did, Look at the other grooming that they had to have as well. Proper speaking, enunciating. The people that we're weighing and saying that, hey. But that's the same thing as corporate America. Like, now you can you can question somebody who's very could. successful in black corporate America and say, how real are you? I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let someone's corporate No, I'm not in. saying how real are you. I'm not questioning that at all. What I'm saying is. You associate the how, they, how they align with the are, culture. Yeah. That, those aren't people who are. Ingratiated in the culture where we're like, damn, Rodney made it. Oh shit, Rodney there. Like, no, they had to conform with some type of change to fit that mold to be able to even sit at that table. That's what yeah, I'm but at the same, when you look at Serena and the Borets and shit they used to wear there as kids, like you do, you look at, you could look at if you looked at them with the Borets. And then as opposed to closing your eyes and listening to them, if you just looked at them, you'd be like, oh, these motherfuckers, from the, they, they from the ghetto, ghetto. Yeah, but that's the eye test. But yeah. I, I was saying the And I would, say, I would say, in terms of the culture, there's, there's two types of culture. There's a culture that's the mainstream culture that depicts black people as a specific certain way. Um, and there's also another subculture where, you know, you don't necessarily hear, but it's it's focused on the positive things and the things that are in the prevalent in the black culture that we do and the, and the, and the accomplishments we have achieved. You know, uh, so let me it, ask you it doesn't, get, it doesn't always get highlighted. That is a perfect segue to one of our listener-submitted topics. What do y'all think about WAP? Uh, WAP, WAP, WAP. Yeah. Um, shout out to my cousin, man. My cousin uh, shared this thing. He was like, some of these girls saying they got WAP. But really, what y'all got is a wop, worn out pussy. <laughs> so I thought that was super funny. Whack ass pussy. Yeah, so it's dope. And another one of my partners posted something. He was just like, man, as a as a father of a girl, he was like, you have to be very careful what you allow your your daughter to hear because he posted and he said, this music is designed to like drive her or. or move our, our black women into like prosti- basically like prostitution. Like yeah. they're 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 transactional. Like the affection, the amount of sex they have is based on materialistic items and wealth yep. as opposed to anything that's actually relevant or important in, in terms of love or establishing a relationship. Like yep. this this stuff is systematically like a poison to our culture. Right. And it's people who are talented as fuck at articulating it. And they yeah. can ride a beat well and do it. But at the same time those voices could be used to say other things. Yeah. They, they could. They, could. they you- could, man. They really could. Um, I had, bro, I hadn't even heard the song. 
I had seen the video. I seen what some people was putting up with the lyrics. I seen a snippet of it on IG. Here's the thing. I've heard. And, and I heard. It. I played can, it. Y'all can say whatever you want to say about me. My daughter wouldn't be caught dead listening to that shit. And I'm not gonna let niggas off the hook. I'm about to come full circle with this. My daughter wouldn't be caught dead listening to that shit. Yes, I do music. Yes, everything I'm talking to about is from a uh, first person perspective. You know what I mean? And it ain't nothing where I'm glorifying or saying, join the game, we finna go kill this. No, no, no. That's not what any of that is, and that's not what it's gonna be. And I wouldn't put that in my daughter's head, that bullshit. She wouldn't hear it. But you niggas, when I say it's full circle, all you niggas who out here complaining and talking shit, we got what we asked for. Because look at music over all the years. It's been fuck that bitch, fuck that hoe. Uh, bitches put, ain't shit. Bitches ain't shit. I'm going to put home on the strip. Go get me that money, bitch. All this. So, yeah, this is what's been created. When you damn continually saying this shit to somebody, that's what the fuck. And I ain't even want to comment on that shit, bro. No, That's just some of the dumbest shit I just seen. This nigga showed me something on his phone. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it's it's what we've created. Um, Meg had actually, I think she put it on her IG. I seen some shit where it was like, uh, you can, y'all can rap, y'all niggas can rap slob on my knob word for word, but we come and say something about some wet ass pussy and. Y'all niggas in your feelings. So, I mean, I get it. Personally, that's not my cup of tea. My daughter would listen to that shit. She may listen to it, and I don't know about it. But if I catch her saying anything about some WAP, singing about some WAP, motherfucking ex- saying she killing a wasp, and it sound close to WAP, she gonna get whapped on her ass with a damn whatever's close broomstick, Duh. Yeah, any of that shit, man. Fuck out of here. That, we got to do a better job as a whole. We can't just call out women. We've created this as men. We've created this kind of culture where women want to be sluts now, and it's cool to be a slut because you're going to get fucked. If you look good, you're going to get fucked. Niggas go spend money on you. Um, All of that shit. So, yeah, this is what we've created. Like- I, Thank you, bitch ass niggas. Like I, I heard a song. I was in a club. Like a dude was like, "Before I take a bitch to get a fucking burger, she gonna bend it over and then bust out. Like get the fuck out of." And then the girl was like, "I know that shit, right?" And I was like, "I don't, you know, like I, I really, I took it to a deeper level concept, like." I'm. I felt like at that moment I'm more advocating for you than you, cause you like, yeah, fuck that bitch, yeah. yo, dog, go the fuck out. I'm like, you know, like maybe we should have a little bit more respect. Or, right, or, like why? So I'm clearly getting fucking old. If I if if you say shit like this, it's so unpopular. Like, don't hey, don't say bitches ain't shit and put one self worth. Like it's old motherfucker, yeah, dated, ass, motherfucker <laughs> dated ass, dated ass nigga, nigga out of yeah. touch with time. Okay. No, or it's, be it's, like, first day, this nigga must got a daughter. You know what I'm saying? Niggas start looking at shit like that. Nigga, most of you motherfuckers got daughters, and all you punk motherfuckers got mamas. Right. Um, yo. Sisters. Next li- listener submitted, uh, my ex recently became single. I'm in a relationship, but I miss him. How should she play this, man? You know what I mean? 
And then I got a follow up question. Let me tell her what it, let me tell you what she won't do. Cause what she should do is what she won't do. Uh all right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dial back on that. Cause two things. Cause if you're in a relationship, it's perfectly normal or, or human <laughs> to find someone else attractive. It's perfectly normal. But you, you, it's just whether or not you act on it, right. you know. But it's perfectly normal to see, oh, that person's attractive. Oh, you know, that person is intriguing. But it's whether or not you act on it. Now, if you are feeling like now that you your ex is single and you want to engage him, what I would say, what you're not going to do, because women don't, there's one thing women don't do. Women are super smart, but they're emotional creatures. They will have the next nigga already lined up yeah. super early yeah. and just transition those waters over whenever they're ready. But with a woman, and I respect a woman who will do that or who will be like, you know what? Tell him up front. Give him, put the ball to his court. Like, look, I feel this way. This is how I feel. And if he say, you know what? I don't want to fuck with you. Then boom, you free, you single. Now you can communicate with him. And if he, you know, uses the way karma works, you're gonna be like, nah, you we're ex for a reason. And now your ass out and you alone. But now you can just be alone, grow, develop, and uh, be ready for you know something better on the horizon. But you know, motherfuckers don't do that shit. You should tell him to put the ball in his court. And if he say, you know what, I really want to work this through. I really want to talk about it. Or I really don't want to do this. Or we need to see other people. Whatever that conversation is, I would respect the hell out of a woman who told me like up front, like, I feel this way. I feel like I want to explore. Because now I can't get mad at her at all. Because she told me exactly what it was. And I have to respect that whether I like it or not. But, you know, so if that's how you feel, that's how I would like to be treated in that situation. You want to go see what's happening with your ex. But let me trust tell you, when you tell me that, I ain't. Go, I might not just be mean unnecessary, but I'm, I damn sure won't be like, "Well, hey, let's work this on out." But be yeah. like, uh, "All right, we'll see." You. That's why I say, like, number one, that's an ex for a reason. Number two, why is he an ex again? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the reason? Cause see, you'll make a dumbass mistake. Go back to the nigga and complain about the same shit that he did, that he was doing when y'all was together the first time. And want somebody to feel sorry for you. So, man, just be better. Um, if you looking back to an old relationship, the nigga you with right now, he ain't the one either. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, that shouldn't even have your attention. But, Anderson, this a follow-up for you closes out on some funny shit. So, you out with your girl. <sighs> You really feeling her. Y'all been together probably about like six months. We're exclusive. Y'all exclusive than a motherfucker. Y'all mm. close to... If there was a state fair right now, y'all would get matching t-shirts made. Like, mm. y'all are the ones that would be at the beach that says, if found, return to bay, and you have all the shirts. We pull up, so we're, we're riding on the stripper. We're, uh, we're, we're blaring drunken love. Yeah, I said Jay Z playing. Yes, like you, it just dropped. You're blaring that okay. shit. So I feel like I'm setting myself up for years of heartbreak so coming that's up. How but you feel. Okay, that's how I feel. And I feel stupid. Y'all damn getting married. Oh, this is gonna go. Y'all there to sour. get married, and they say we at the state fair to get married. No, no, no. Y'all wherever y'all getting married at. All right. Anybody got any objection to this? And it's the scene out of a different world. 
she has an ex that comes walking down the aisle pleading his case. And she ain't just tuning him out. She's there kind of like wide-eyed, like listening. But she ain't saying like, get out of here. Like, well, she's just like kind of tuned in. Are you going through with it? Like, how are you handling yourself in this well, you know, tender moment? Uh, I would expect at my if I was my wedding, my niggas who are my niggas, that nigga probably would get about three words out, and then he getting jabbed in his throat box. So her silence and shock, it wouldn't leave for me to have to interpret because if you mad that somebody fucked this motherfucker up at our wedding. For trying to pop off with some shit, that already lets me know, you know, what's going on. And and I know that some some of my female friends would say, hey, that's not the case. This is the emotion, the situation, and someone she know get beat up. Fuck that. <laughs> if we are about to get married and somebody's pop- coming up, I can understand if you're shocked, you just don't say anything because this is like, oh my god, this I, you know, like you're having an out of body experience. I so don't want to be here. Um, but. You know, fuck. You got to choose what side of the street you want. You need to be like standing here with me, or you need to walk down there and kick that motherfucker one time while he's down, and be like, "Bay, let's do this." Yeah. You know, and I'm like, eh, I'm mad, but we're we're rocking. You better have a strong reaction, like motherfucker. If you don't get the fuck out of here, you dirty ass. You got to go the fuck in. One of our podcasts, uh, one of my podcast former uh, guests shared some shit. It was exactly like that. But it was a man. <laughs> and his name was Anthony. And this was this was actually uh, Antonio. Who, oh, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. she's like... Because I said that shit. She was like, Anthony? Yeah. But the thing is about that, when I listen, I listened to her several times. She didn't say anything like, we were just fucking or yeah. we just did anything. But she was just like, really? Yeah. Really? And then her daughter came out there like, but you see, he 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 was a G. He ain't even acknowledged her. He's still standing for like, hey, we with the show. But then her daughter came down like, bitch, why you doing something? I ain't doing something about Baba West. Anthony should have had a stronger reaction. Because she no, should look at Anthony's nah, side eye nah, he because he should have had a stronger reaction. Nah, because I mean, I, now the fear of something that you're not doing could paralyze your state of communication. If Anthony was not in this point in time, if he hadn't fucked with her at all, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because there's nothing on the video or nothing that she said that accused him of that. Because if she had just fucked him yesterday, as mad as she was, she'd have been like, you was just in this box all your face was in my motherfucking pussy. Yes, She would have said that shit as mad as she was. She did not say that. So the fact that this is your day and now you're like, oh my God, this crazy bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's like if my the, the stalker that I had in the past that, you know, I'm getting married 10 years later and if she pull up on some shit like that, I could see how I would be like so at a loss because we haven't communicated or talked in years. You haven't even stalked me in years. So now after 10 years, I can see myself kind of like at a state of shock. And I wouldn't necessarily want my woman to feel like a, a way like you know because I'm I'm a I'm a big thinker so I would automatically overthink that because now if I try to make a big scene they're gonna be like oh he made a big scene to try to flex or to be defensive like somebody's gonna already no matter what you do in your response you're damned already yeah they already go you're oh, damned fuck. the court of public opinion is yeah. beyond fact 
They don't care that you just walk over here for no reason. That don't even it don't even matter if you be like, yo, I didn't I haven't had sex with her in two years. The court of public opinion already says you have. So if you go off, you know, that doesn't matter. And I and I even told you about a friend of mine, like who told me like Oh, uh, her her significant <laughs> other was like a, a a singing artist, and she would go you know some of his events. He was actually a gospel singer, and uh, he would things that she would hear women allegedly doing things with her 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 man. He would go up to the women when he met him and be he would like tell them like, "Look, this is my wife. Fuck you. I don't know what every all of this like." He would basically. Shut that shit down, but he was actually fucking these women. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, like, regardless of how he responds at this point, I think the feeling of being mortified because somebody now, you can't take that moment back. Right. So even if you say, even if you, you say everything right, this is the woman I love, I haven't fucked with you in 10 years, I don't know you anymore, I don't communicate with you anymore, I don't know why the fuck you here, that's your best positioning effort. <laughs> But somebody's still gonna be like, "That's bullshit." Somebody will, yeah, but but I mean, again, the shock of that situation, I could see, especially if you had a hellified bachelor party the night before, oh. and you hung over, you just ready to get married and make it to the reception and fly out tomorrow for your honeymoon. I could see how you just like, "What? What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, I'm on autopilot, standing until like, till my black ass jumped this broom. Shit. You know, nah, nigga, that's rough. I I done I done dealt with a situation kind of like that, boy. So, what you came into between somebody's weather like? Are you gonna bury this? Bitch? Hell no, but see, I have to tell you this story off air. Oh wow, like, this is a wild one, boy. Goddamn! Uh, shout out my nigga Surf, my nigga Earn, my brother. They held it down on real nigga shit. So, hey, but uh, real quick, my one of my homegirls told me today that uh. Black people have it better um, than Hispanic people in the, in this country at this time. And I think she's fucking wrong. <laughs> she's fucking wrong. That's just it. Why? Why would you say she's wrong? I mean, you could you could look at numbers uh, <laughs> from the amount of time that black people were brought here, the population that we were. Like, if you're like that, like, I, th- I want to say at one point we were like 30%. And for us to not thrive or grow and then those numbers to decrease. Oh, yeah. Yet the Hispanic population is rising. Right, going through the roof. There's a specific reason for that. And I'm not saying that our brown brothers have it easy, nor am I saying that anything is being gifted to them. <laughs> but I think it's different because primarily they have a very, very clear sense of their history history, their culture, and their namesake. So when Hispanic people come here, they do shit that even as black people, if we saw black people do it, we'd be like, them niggas up to something. Like Hispanic people, you can see a bunch of Hispanic people in a car, and you may assume that they're consolidating their resources, they're car pooling together, they may live together so they can all save money to go back and help their family, to do other things. You see a group of niggas that deep, you're like, these motherfuckers about to be on some gang shit. These n- like niggas don't niggas, niggas don't stuff. yeah niggas don't carpool niggas don't know what other niggas holding niggas know the handle one is the handle all of South Carolina <laughs> I don't even want you in my whip bro you know so 
that that I think that level of discipline and that level of focus comes with a, a, a understanding of self. Hispanic people love Hispanic people. Like if you really, if you came to me and you were like, "Yo, I'm dead pressed. I want to open a club. What type of club should I do and be successful?" I'm gonna tell you one or two things. You either need to go EDM, cause that shit is crazy, or you need to motherfucking go uh, Latin. I don't hear about Latin parties where motherfuckers are deep, packed You're out, and in the shootouts. A motherfuckers, motherfuckers got their ass beat tonight. No motherfuckers at Latin. <laughs> if you've been, I've been, bro. They have a great time. Yeah. Motherfuckers are dancing. Motherfuckers are singing. Motherfuckers are not looking hard. Like they look Taking happy. Shots. They look like they with family. Sweating. They look like they're happy to be somewhere with other people like them. Yeah. Niggas hate niggas but can't stand niggas but still want to be around niggas. Be around it's niggas. a whole different concept. So do I think the Hispanics necessarily have it easier? No, but I don't think that their their path is as hard in America as the road of... I see it from both ways. I see what she was saying. I see what she's saying. But she's wrong. Think about it like this. If we had a vote right now... For a Hispanic U.S. US citizen male or a black woman for president, what do you think the good old American people would vote for? Those are your only two choices. Hispanic male or black woman? Yeah. Yeah. You know... Nowadays, it old mother. It you know depend old motherfucker. I know how certain motherfuckers vote, but I mean it just depends on the platform and how you get motherfuckers. Like one thing about Obama, outside of his platform, because people who both like and dislike Obama will say things about his his platform or things that he they don't like. He brought people out to the polls. Obama was polarizing in the sense that people who never voted felt compelled to then now vote. It it it's sad, but it's gonna take more, I think, than just having a dope platform to get people who are uninformed about your platform to go out and vote for you. You're gonna have to engage them in a different way. So, um, so Michelle Obama running against Eric Estrada. Me personally, I'm a, I'm gonna vote Obama, but you know, of course we are. I, I I mean, I think the Hispanic vote will. Now we're missing hairs because I, I I will <laughs> That's a tough I don't one. think that I don't, I think the Hispanic vote will be more united than the black vote. It I think some black people so I think some black people would vote Hispanic. And this is this is saying both these people are we don't I don't know either one of the platforms. We're just saying just average people. Some people are just gonna show be chauvinistic and want to mail in place. Yeah. I think there's gonna be a percentage of the Hispanic community that's gonna be a hundred percent completely loyalist. I think that there are going to be some people in the black community that are just going to, you know, not galvanize their vote. I mean, every other culture has that leverage. Like, if you want my vote, what are you going to do for me and my people and my demographic? What are you going to do for it? And people have to acknowledge and attest to those things. You have to, you know. There's a, there's a Chinatown in a lot of different cities. And it's sustaining economic growth and development, you know? Like, just saying. Yeah, man. Damn, I do sound like, man, we niggas are fucked. This nigga's been saying for the last few episodes, like, 
I've, I've, I say things that are like, man, kind of like, yeah, we're fucked as black people. Right. When I just said let that out loud, I was like, damn, we, we're there's fucked. There's no hope. You know what I mean? There's hope. Ice Cube has a plan laid out there. Let's just indoctrinate it and let's just vote Bun B for president and uh, damn, let's just keep on pushing. But yeah, man, this was this was super fun. This was super dope. Another good time. Good times back in the motherfucking. Uh, is this one fifty? What you mean is one fifty? Episode one fifty. I think it says a buck and a half. It's a buck fifty, nigga. Man, I guess at two hundred, uh, you're gonna have to do two hundred shots or something, but I I won't. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, Shout out to Don Don, the artist, man. Check him out. Uh, I believe it's PNF underscore Don Don on IG. Uh, shout out to Merv Bow and the Gym Complex. Uh, make sure that you reach out to I Say Podcast on Facebook and IG. I Say Podcast, all one word. Email us your topics and comments, man. You can send that shit to uh, I Say Podcast at gmail.com, all one word. You can send your music uh, submissions to uh, book, B-O-O-K, DJ Rain at gmail.com. Or you can motherfucking call us at 864-735-7235. On behalf of uh, Merv Bowen is the real truth from DJ Rain, man. And we'll see you.